Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled, it's your favourite fact podcast. My name's Dan, uh, I have three things for you today, something about ferrets, about pineapple and about freedom fries. We'll discover that in just a sec. Mark is also here. What have you got, Mark? Hello, hello. Right, this week I'm talking about sharks, Polaroids and Pompeii. And Connor, what's on your fact-finding mission this week? Fact-finding mission. Expensive, expensive pieces of paper. Um, Something about nuts that intrigued me. And you shouldn't carry ice cream in your back pocket. Gotta say, it's been too hot in the UK. So I'm excited to hear about ice cream. Stick around. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. 
Like, what sort of person do you need to be to have that in a cash note? This is my two bits on it, really. I was sort of thinking, can you imagine going into your local offie and buying yourself a Tropicana and you give him 100 grand note? I mean, it's definitely a... Sorry, mate, I haven't got the change. And secondly as well, secondly as well, in, um, in 1934, to be worth $100,000, are you... Um, that's to, th- to this day and age, is like a multi-millionaire, really, isn't it? It's a lot yeah, of money, a lot, yeah. lot of cash. It's 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 a short span of time. I mean, they really haven't given any thought at all. They do it, and then three months later, they think, you know what, it's not for us. Yeah, well, this is why it literally it literally sat yeah, in the bank for what seemed how long is that? Uh, just a couple of years. So there must have been a big debate of do we put them out? Do we not? Do we put them out? Well, do I we mean, not? I mean, it's one of those that they can sit in the bank. But who is as a cat attacks down? Who is like going into a bank? And going, yeah, can I take 100 grand out in cash, please? I can give it to you one, in one note. Okay, yeah, great, that's perfect. Rather than going, no, I can have it in 10s, please. Yeah, you know, when you go, you know when you go into the bank as well and you draw out maybe, I don't know, a couple of hundred quid or whatever, you can go, oh, can I have that in 10s and 20s or whatever? You go in there and you're literally like, no, I want 100 grand. Just one piece of paper is fine. That's fine. Definitely going to lose it, aren't you? Can you imagine how tightly you're going to be gripping that $100,000 note? Also, there, there, are two things, there are two things that I love right now. One is Dan subtly trying to push his cat out of the picture in his video as the mm. cat is just jumping all over him. Uh, yeah. But secondly, is, the, is like, imagine how different movies would be. You know that, that moment where like, they open the briefcase and it's full of all of these like, dollar bills and $10 bills and $100 bills. And like, oh, it must be 100 grand in there. <laughs> you open up the briefcase like and there's just one note just sat in there. Yeah. It's, it's, a lot more, it's a lot less impressive, isn't it? Ruins literally a majority of most of the James Bond scenarios. where we, Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. They literally open this great big briefcase and there's one single piece of A three and a half paper. Have you got the cash for me? I don't see a briefcase with you. No, nah, it's just in yeah. this one note in my wallet. It's fine, mate. Hang on, let me just yeah. get it out for you. <laughs> Pulled, I like out, that, pulled out a crumpled, like sweaty, a hundred grand. Thing is, funny. I would quite, I would quite like to do it. And there you go. Funny. Well done. I would quite like to do it uh, because, uh, like, people at, like cashiers and stuff, and people at the bank are quite reticent about being helpful at all. And even if you ask them for like twenty quid in coins, they get really pissed off. Mm. It would be lovely. I wouldn't want the note because I'd like to go in there and take a hundred grand, and then they offer me this flimsy single note, and I'm like, nah, no, yeah. no, nah, hun. I want that in $100 bills, yo, 1,000 of them, please, yeah. just to see the look on their face. I'd be um, I'd be really disappointed as well, just to finish off on it. I would be really gutted if I ever had the wealth to be able to draw out $100,000 from my account and it's just one single piece of paper. Like If I'm not carrying a great big suitcase full of paper, then I'm not having $100,000. I'm sorry, I need to look the part. Yeah, listen, they've... I mean, I, the, 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 no one's taken it out. No, no one's used this because it was it was too much money. Uh, listen, thank you. Interesting start to the show. Mark, give us your uh, your first fact. The annual number of worldwide shark bites is ten times less than the number of people bitten by other people in New York. Uh, this this was that we had this Jaws fact, didn't we? That the guy who wrote Jaws was then so annoyed that he had made sharks terrifying that he dedicated the rest of his life to to work in shark conservation. The, the big question is, why are people biting people in New York? What, why is that a thing? Before we get into it, Mark, can you just repeat it one more time for me? Sure. The annual number of worldwide shark bites is 10 times less than the number of people bitten by other people in New York. Right, that makes... Cause I, right, so in my mind, I, I heard it first time round as shark bites in New York... Ten times no, less there's, there's, than. There's not human. a lot of shark bites in New yeah, York. Yeah, I'll be honest yeah. with you. And that, that was my mindset. I was like, 
He's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. No sharks in New York. Of course that makes sense. Yeah, and I was about to go, well, Mark, you know, and I was about to be that one that's like, oh, Mark, obviously, obviously. But yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, Why are people biting each other in New York and why so many? That's my concern. Well, it's going to have to be more than 10. More, you, more than ten people are biting other people in New York, and uh, how how do you get yourself into that situation? And also, you got to report it, don't you? So it's not like mate biting mate is a laugh. I don't know why that would happen. It's not love bites because you're not going to go to the police about that. Like these have to be strangers biting other strangers. Who's doing that? I know. Mm. It's, yeah, we have a few American listeners. Thank you very much. Also, some Australian listeners. Thank you for getting on board. But if you're an American listener, uh, have you ever bitten someone? Give us a call. Or have you been bitten? Do you reckon there's a guy dressed as a shark just going around Times Square biting people? Maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe it's one guy skewing the facts. The facts that you've given here, it's a great, it's a great fact, but it definitely gets you thinking that like this is specific to New York. So I'm intrigued here as to why. Maybe I need to drink ten Coronas again and ring someone random in America and try and get to the bottom of this, like I did that old lady early on in Baffled, because we might, we might get some answers. I mean, or maybe we found out the real reason that New York is called the Big Apple. It's just a lot of bites being taken. Well, there we go. I mean, if ever there's a way to sum up the fact and finish it, Mark Head's provided, provided <laughs> there. You. Mark, I'm going to be honest, out of all of your <laughs> bits that you bring, that was one of the best. Thank you. I'll be honest, I'm so. incredibly yeah. proud right now. The rest of the podcast, downhill from here, I've peaked. I yeah. absolutely Do you peaked. know what? If ever there is a quote from Baffle to put in your bio, mate, that is the one. Fantastic. Round of applause. Uh, first fact of the show for me... Uh, Particle accelerators, right, are these... So you don't need to know too much about them. They're just like very high-tech scientific kit. And they shove particles around. They make them crash into each other. And by doing that, they're trying to find out the origins of the universe. Basically, back way back in the day when they first started to do these, they would clean these particle accelerators because they would get dirty. It would interfere with the, uh, the experiments. They would clean it with a ferret named Felicia. They would send a ferret around with cleaning supplies attached... A ferret, I guess, covered in a feather duster, and the ferret would be rewarded with a hamburger. So she would run around this tube, you know, normally they send particles, she'd run around, run around, run around, cleaning the whole thing, and then she'd get a little bit of hamburger afterwards. Right, I'm going to be honest, okay? Now, being somebody that struggles, number one, struggles with science, and number two, isn't the biggest fan of science, but he's really interested in it, okay? I've learned over time with facts like this to be a lot more open-minded and really listen. And that I've done. But what you've done there is you've done it fantastically because anyone who doesn't really get science, you've lost them when you when you mention particle or whatever. But the minute you mention a cleaning ferret, we're straight back in. We're part of it. One of the best facts. I absolutely love this for the mental image I have right now of a little ferret cleaning up a particle what? A particle accelerator. Brilliant. Do you reckon they've got like a tiny little maid outfit that it wears? Well, this is the thing. It's, how have they discovered this? Uh, yeah, Nothing like this a was... bit of a mild ferret porn to get us through the episode. BA. This was like way back. When was this? Uh, in 1971. Do you reckon someone just looked at it and went, you know what would fit down there? Ferret. The tubes aren't huge. And I guess 50 years Roughly ago... Roughly ferret-sized. They would do these... Well, maybe, maybe that's how... You know, we measure horses in hands. Maybe you measure particle accelerators in ferrets. Now, uh, Connor, do you remember a few years ago... I, this might not have been on your radar, but they were making this thing in Switzerland and they were going to shove particles into each other and they were going to discover the way the universe was made, but there was a worry that it could blow up the whole planet. Do you remember this? Yes, I do remember this. I actually do as well, yeah. So, similar thing. That, that's okay. what this is. Uh, today, we don't clean it with ferrets... I don't know, maybe other rodents. It's got, it's got, to be honest, if they've lost the ferret, they've lost my interest. I've done a swift Google here, just a swift Google, um, and just to see what a particle accelerator looks like. 
And they seem to be a lot bigger than what fits a ferret. Does that mean that they now use pigs? Cows? Maybe. Big animals? It's a big old donut. Big old donut where they chuck particles around and, and ferrets to clean up. But I just want to know the first time that they did it. A ferret would clean that size accelerator or they, were they smaller? Because, I mean, that's a that's a big old... I mean, if it is a ferret, they're really doing some work. They're doing 40, 40 plus hours a week. Like, I guess the size of a like a water pipe, that's how big it was at the time. And the ferret would go in there and she would be cloaked in a ferret cleaning garb. I don't, know, I don't know what that is. And she would run around and they would clean the whole vacuum, but not perfectly, apparently. Not perfectly. She would, what she would get, she would get a string uh, with a magnet on it, which would suck up all the metal that had been, uh, that had fallen out into the accelerator because that would get in the way of their experiments. Sometimes I look at my life and I look at my job and I, and, I, and I love my job. And it's moments like this where I really appreciate what we do for a living. Like We actually have just been paid. We've just been paid real money there to have Dan explain to us that ferrets clean things in little maid outfits. It, Colin, Colin, just, just to put it out there, the maid outfit, that, that was a little add-on as a joke. They don't actually wear little maid outfits. Mark, I'm not going to lie, it's the best add-on I've ever had because all I've got in my mind now is this little ferret with a little apron on, a little hat and a little broom and brush. Brilliant. Love it. Whatever whatever gets you kicks. I think it should be emphasised, like without banging on, it should be emphasised that they're not just cleaning anything. They're cleaning like one of the like a very expensive scientific project. It's from highs to crippling lows. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. It's actually illegal to carry an ice cream in your back pocket over in Kentucky. You're not allowed. It's illegal. You're breaking the law. Why would you? That's very, very dangerous. Because you will either sit on it or it's just going to melt and you're going to have a huge ice cream puddle on your bum. Yeah, so there's, there's two angles to this. So it originally was ice cream cones, but then it went a step further when you realised the reason why people were doing it, it become ice cream. Um, and the simple reason was, was that people used to do it to steal the horses and it would just be an excuse when they had the ice cream and the cones in their back pocket that the horse had followed them home because they could smell the ice cream. So therefore, it was made illegal. So when you first mentioned this fact, I thought we had had a ban on fancy, funny American laws. So mm. I, was, I was, but the context that it was because they used to use it as an excuse for thieving horses. I'm all, I'm on board with that. that that's very good. And this is it. This is my exact one with this. So I, it's funny because when I saw this one, I was like, can't use this. You know, we spoke about this before with the American laws. But then I was like, whoa, hold on a minute. You can completely understand why people done it. It was a way of when you nick the horse and the police look you in the, in the eye and go, why? You'll be like, well, sorry, I had an ice cream cone in my back pocket. And then I think when it was happening like 100 times a week, it was a bit of a concern. Why have they settled on an ice cream cone for this? Surely there's more convenient things that they can shove in their pocket to fake lure a horse. Again, this is another thing that I was sure you guys were going to answer and I never got an answer for it myself, but... Why ice cream? Is there a horse lover out there? The horses love ice cream cones? Do they like ice cream? I don't know. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Surely then... Yeah, but... (laughs) Mint shot chip. Surely then if you... Yeah, if you are caught, you've then got to smush ice cream into the horse's face to to make it seem like he's actually tried to eat it. Yeah, well, I've heard that they're not a fan of mango sorbet, though, so it's all about flavour. Oh, right, okay. Rum, rum, Rum raisin, honeycomb vanilla... Chocolatey, chocolatey, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, there are different. Yeah, apparently they really turn their nose up at like the mango sorbets and the rum and raisins. But if you go for a mint choc chip in your back pocket, you're nicking horses all day long. Mark, I'm waiting for you to do a horse. No, there's definitely something in there about red rum and rum and raisin, but you know, it's probably going to go over Connor's head. So yeah. what's the point? It's quite, it's quite, it's quite, quite a niche. I, was, I, was, I didn't know if there was something in 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 nay. I didn't know. I don't know. We could be here all day. Listen, thank you for the fact. I enjoyed that one. 
Mark, what's your second factor? Okay, show? let me ask you this question first. You take a Polaroid picture. What's the first thing you do with it? Give it a give it a big old shake, shaky, shaky, shaky McStuffins. Well, of course, Outcast famously told us to shake it like a Polaroid picture. However, once they released this song, Polaroid then released a following PR statement: shaking or waving can actually damage the image. So, despite what Outcast tell you, Polaroid are very firm on this. Don't shake it like a Polaroid picture. Instead, just let it sit on the table. Good little PR from Polaroid there. It is a good little bit of PR, and it's really interesting actually because my um, my cousin's fiance is a photographer, and he has spoke about this before. You don't you don't need to shake them. If anything, it can actually damage the, the picture when you shake it. You need to just leave it on the side. Air itself and just being outside in the sunlight will just allow it to 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 develop. You don't need to be shaking it. True. Or maybe maybe Outcast were better than us all, and when they told us to shake it like a Polaroid picture, what they really wanted us to do was stand still and be stationary for a good one minute. Stand still. Do not shake that booty. Just stand still. Let me let them see it. Let, they want to observe it. That's that's the thing. We've all been misunderstanding Outcast. Do you think they weighed up like the pros and cons of the lyric? Do you think they were like, well, we can either go down the road of shake it like a Polaroid picture, or the other one of put it on the wall to hit sunlight and develop no, like a Polaroid I, picture? Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just leave it where you got it. Stick it in the dark room. Leave it there. Let it air itself out in good time. Yeah, like a Polaroid picture. Yeah, yeah. I can understand why they changed that lyric, can't you? I can. Yeah, it's not quite as catchy, is it? Air <laughs> not it, quite as catchy. Air it, air it like a Polaroid picture. It's not quite the same. I don't think the song would have been quite a bigger hit. Um, if, if, if anyone is interested right now in what just happened, we are going to clip Mark doing that with the movement and the eyes <laughs> and the dancing. We're going to put that over on the Instagram at Baffle Pod. Go and enjoy it, because we certainly did. The amazing thing that Mark does every week is he manages to make himself more white and ginger as the Thank weeks you. go by. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, I, I love it. Uh, right, time for my second fact of the show. Did you know the reason that your tongue hurts when you eat pineapple is because it's eating you back? What? So pineapple is co- has got an enzyme. It's got something in it, which is called bromelain, uh, which when you stick it on your tongue, it eats away at your tongue. Now, when you swallow the pineapple... Every, everything in your saliva and in your stomach kills off the bromelain. It's not worried about it. But the reason that pineapples hurt when you eat it is because it's technically eating you back. Also, also, so this was a double fact. Hang on, let me pull this up. This was a double fact because I thought that's interesting, but I'm going to give you two for one. Back in the day, people used to rent pineapples because in the 18th century, pineapples were a symbol of wealth because they were so rare, people would pay uh, a lot of money for a pineapple, a single one back in the uh, 17th and 18th century, uh, hundreds of years ago. A single pineapple was the equivalent of about $8,000 today. So people would rent pineapples to take to parties to show that they were wealthy. Can you imagine if someone ate it? Well, and their tongue would get eaten. Yeah, but can you also imagine as well, you know, like... I don't know, young Daisy makes her way over to the cocktail bar to make herself a quick margarita and thinks, oh, do you know what, I fancy a bit of pineapple on the side of that and cuts open your eight grand pineapple, gutted. I mean, famously at cocktail parties, if people see a full pineapple, they do often whip out a knife and start cutting it all up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And often as well, margarita is complimented wonderfully of a pineapple. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things in, is it Hawaii or Florida, is the Dole Pineapple Factory. It's absolutely huge. I once met someone who worked there, or his dad worked there. Something, there was a connection. I'm rambling on about pineapples, but it's big business. Big business over there. You know what? We should ditch this podcasting lark and get into the pineapple game. There we go. I mean, Let's make some serious may- money. Well, we would if you hadn't just given away the fact that pineapples eat people's tongue. Now no one's going to ever want to eat a pineapple again.
Yeah, if anyone's got a pineapple right now as well, please do take a photo holding it in front of the Grand Canyon, you know, the Eiffel <laughs> Tower anywhere. Just send a picture in. <laughs> Get yourself back. What was it that we asked people to do the other day? Oh, oh we've asked what? all sorts. I've lost, last, I've lost the plot. With like, what last, no, last week there was there was last week there was something. I can't remember what it was. I don't know. It just oh. went on the it just went on the pile of things we've asked and immediately forget about. Yeah, there yeah, we go. We are, well, this is why the the Connor explains of last week was so good because as I mentioned at the time, it was a, a loose thread that we were actually tying up. Mm. Now, listen. The other day we were featured in Apple Podcasts down under in Australia. I'm not doing an Australian accent. Don't. That's not what I'm doing. Listen, if, if you found us there and if you're now following us, thank you very much. Thank you for being on board. You've got like a year's worth of facts to catch up on. Uh, if there's one that you like, it's info at baffledpod.com. You've got such... Mark, just give them a brief... Praise, give us some brief highlights that new listeners got to look forward to. What stunning moments have there been across the year? Oh, there's there's been big ones. There's been the one-ton controversy. Oh, that, that was big. Uh, we've got Connor scaring an old lady who lives on her own in a town. That's big. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but Connor and Pooh, that comes up a lot. And so, yeah. And, and, <laughs> I think, and, and to be I honest, think we it doesn't early. get better than that. It's, uh, no, I think... Most of those were story arcs from way back in season one. Oh, it's all like, gone downhill, isn't it? it? Oh, and the it Nigel Awards. They've got the Nigel Awards to look forward to. Let's not forget those. So exactly. You you do have the first ever fact uh, award ceremony on a podcast. So you, however you listen, just let us know where you're up to. Let us know what you're enjoying. Uh, I don't care about any bad feedback. You're okay. Info at baffledpod.com. And if you've got a pineapple fact, that's what you need to do as well. We're also semi-regularly on uh, Instagram when Connor's hung over in bed, at baffledpod there. And if we remember to do the TikTok, it's at baffledpod there as well. Make sure you get in touch. We would love to hear from you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? 
If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, bitches. make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, in <laughs> I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both <laughs> For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah, yes. let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, nothing then. Yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier, mm. and for me, like that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You. Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Connor, give us your third fact of the show. Almonds are actually a member of the peach family. My word. Hey, 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 new listeners from Australia, here's a fact about what the almond is. Yeah, do you know what? Do you know what? If ever there was a time to follow something really good of a fact, honestly... But yeah, almonds are a member of the peach family. Do do join along. Please do subscribe. Continue <laughs> listening because we're 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 full of great stuff here. Um, if if, uh, if you were just joining us from Australia, it is important to say that we do have to find nine of these every week. There'll be a week yeah. one that slips in every now and again, and you know, and and, and that happens. It happens. Is this going to enrich your life in any way? No. Are you going to look at an almond slightly differently? Probably not. Do you now know it? Yes. So deal with it, Australia. Just deal with it. If ever there's a moment to, to just to just maybe leave a fact, um, it might just be now. I mean, it grows on the same tree as a peach. Let's cut the sh**. Moving on, yeah? Like, are we done? Can you milk a peach? Because you seem to be able to milk everything else. I tell you, the only thing is I'm, I get a little bit of a throat tickle. I'm slightly allergic to peaches. And that happens with almonds, but almost no other nuts. And now Ooh. I've come to the... Uh, now now I've you figured know out why. No, but wait. You see... Right, there's always something good. Somehow Dan has made this fact relevant. There we go. Okay, and do you know what? Do you know what? Because you've said that, Dan, I'm going to go and I want to explain to you oh, why you get your front tickle, right? So did you know that the nut that we know is an almond is actually technically the hard-shelled fruit of the almond tree um, itself, itself, which is a member of the, of the uh, P-R-U-N... I do this a lot as well, Australian listeners. I have to spell words onto the podcast and then they have to help me pronounce it. P-R-U-N-U-S. Pr- prunus? Prunus. Family? Prunes. Prunus, there we go. What, uh, this, P-R-U-N-U-S. U-S, yeah. yeah. Prunus, yeah. This category of stone fruit uh, encompasses trees and shrubs. Basically, it's from the same tree as a peach. There we go. Almond and peaches are the same. That's why you get your throat tickles. Wish that I had done the $100,000 bill one right at the end of that <laughs> yeah no but the thing is when you've got a fact like that it's all about placement because if yeah. you'd have done that first I mean we'd have stopped the recording and gone home oh yeah people just turned off yeah we like yeah. to keep the Australian listeners that have joined us and then throw them out at the end there we go there's the last one they're like right I'm turning this off Mark, give us your last fact of the show. Scientists have found evidence of takeout restaurants in the remains of Pompeii so we think it's quite a modern thing absolutely not Here's what we're about. What 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 restaurants have they got? Peach, a peach and almond ones. Absolutely, yeah. It's a peach and almond. I mean, t- together, obviously, because uh, I don't know if you knew this, but almonds and peaches, same family. Um, so basically, there were these establishments around where you'd obviously you would go, you'd sit down, you'd have restaurants, but then there was also these establishments where drinks and hot foods would be served and goods were stored in large jars, which were then embedded into the counter and you could go and pick up your food and take it away. Now, I'm guessing, because Pompeii's in Italy, probably lots of pizza takeout places. That's what I'm imagining. Um, no, I've, 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 I've immediately got over this because, of course, <laughs> they did. 
Of course, people throughout history have eaten. They have bartered stuff for food. Why would it be a thing? Oh, these people back then, they used to pay people for meals. How, how very primitive. Well, I mean, obviously, restaurants them. existed, but the fact that takeaway existed as well. Uh, there's around 80 of them in Pompeii. So it's not mm. those one or two, about 80 of them. Turns out takeaway was big yeah. business. I am so, I'm, I'm really sorry here. We've followed what was a wonderful bit of admin with these two facts. I mean, what have we done here? Dan, please, please, please say you've got something here which will just... Right, last fact of the show. Uh, the US government very briefly renamed French toast to freedom toast and French fries to freedom fries. I love this for a few reasons. Number one is because they believed that France was no longer an ally and the word French should be eliminated. And if you're a Brit, the idea that the word French is disappearing is great. But also, it's just such an American thing, isn't it? It's like, I know we have American listeners, so thank you for listening. But the idea, like, freedom is the, the, the funniest concept ever, I think. And, like, them being like, we can't call it French fries. What can we call it? Freedom! Freedom in America fries! Yeah, yeah. yeah um, you just walk in. Um, I will so, have some fries. What type of fries? Freedom fries. It's a very uh, no offense, America. It's a very American thing, isn't it? Like, can you imagine if in Britain you had to order something called freedom fries? They would never be ordered out of pure embarrassment. Be like, no, I'll, I'll have the fries. Which ones? You know which ones. I'm not gonna. No, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not calling them free. Like I'm in not. Starbucks and stuff, I have to call the coffee sizes small, medium, and large because I can't bring myself to say. I've got a big issue with Starbucks sizes anyway. The fact that Grande, the one that means large, is medium. But we've discussed this before. It's the Venti 20 thing, isn't it? So it's called Venti because it's 20 ounces and 20 is Venti in Italian. We've, we've been through this. I know, but it so, still but annoys yeah, me. I know, but when you ordered it in America, you just know that the national anthem would play, the flag would come up, everyone that's a vet would step forward and it would just be all of that nonsense just over fries and French toast. Why are they uh, called French fries? I tell you what. It's a very good fact. And I don't know because I only ever refer to them as freedom fries because I don't see France being a political ally. I don't think, like, obviously we, we just call them fries here. Please do tune in next week um, for Connor Explains where I'll talk about the different wordings of fries. But, like, what's French about them? Never, like, I don't often go to France and go, oh, well, I'll have fries which are native to your country. Mark, see what you've done here. What you've, what you've done, you've, you've opened a can with zero answers. We, we're completely bamboozled here. I'd say we're baffled. You, you've got the start of a lovely little 20-minute stand-up set for Soho Theatre. Hey, guys, guys, guys. What's the deal with French fries? <laughs> why, are they called, why are they called French fries? Who's with me? By the way, in that time when you two were chatting, I've actually found out why they're called French fries. Do you want to know? Come on, Connor, explain to me. Okay. In winter, when the river froze, the fish-deprived villagers fried potatoes instead. It's way back in the day here. It's said that this dish was discovered by American soldiers in Belgium during World War I. And since the dominant language of the southern Belgium is French, they dubbed the tasty potatoes French fries. They claimed it. They claimed it. So, because soldiers ate it in France during the war, no, they ate, they, yeah, this, is the, that, this is this makes it even more annoying. They ate, ate them in Belgium, not even in France. Yeah, but apparently the language but of one the... one bloke walked past saying, bonjour, je m'appelle Claude, and now suddenly they're called French fries. Mark, honestly, you are more than welcome to look for the HR department of World War One. Send oh, them an email. I'm, I'm, well, that's upset me even more now. That is, I'm going to call them Belgian fries from now on. And when they ask me why, I will tell them this story and explain every single time. They speak Flemish as well, and Flemish fries, although a lovely alliteration, it doesn't sound tasty, does it? You don't want food that starts with phlegm. Oh, they're freedom fries over Flemish fries. I'm not sure what uh, country speaks loaded, but they're my best type of fries. (laughs) 
Thank you very much for listening to this brand new episode of Baffled. What have we learnt this week? Well, half too much at your own joke. It's the best. I'll be honest. That's my favourite joke of the show. Uh, right, no, that's, like... my, that's my favourite. That is top the big apple. It's top the big apple. That's my favourite joke of the show, Connor. What have we learned this week? Well, to clean a high-tech science kit, you need a ferret with a maid's dress on and a magnet. Also, New York is called the Big Apple because in New York they bite a lot of people for some strange reason. And never forget it, an almond is a member of the Peach family. You'll sleep well tonight, I tell you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in touch, it's info at baffledpod.com. At baffledpod is the Instagram with the same on TikTok. And we will see you on Friday for another Connor Explains. Connor, you could have done the old French fries for a whole episode, by the way. I know, I could have, literally. I've I've blown an episode. I've got to do more research now. I best get going. See ya. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. And I will see you next time. I'm about to order myself some Patriot Pie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.